Yeah, we didn't start talking. <sighs> you're entering a world of pain. Boy, you're in a heap of trouble. Painful, agonizing, fail. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Your entrance was good. His was better. The difference? Grab on, hey, God. You can't break me down. I got gas in the tank. I got money in the bank. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the man. I got skin in the game. I got a house on me. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the man. Why we the did fuck? It. We did it. No, you well, don't get we to talk. started this sunglasses you... joke two years ago. It ain't. None of you get to. No, none of you should be talking right now. None of you should be talking right now. Oh, co-host. Uh, welcome, welcome to the penultimate week of the top forty series, and I'm happy we're almost done. Um, I'm your host, Caleb Coho, filling in for Cody for these four weeks. According to Michael, that means the show's on hiatus. Uh, but hey, we're here for all three of you that are interested in our bullshit. Uh, and the people that I'm interested in hearing bullshit from uh, for these next two weeks. Matthew Chen, uh, you uh, woo, you sucked really bad last week. Uh, do you think you can redeem yourself this week? Uh, I'm hoping I do. Uh, hopefully some of the musicals that you've never seen, uh, you enjoyed. And uh, I, I'm just hoping not to get in last place this time. Okay, well, the doable goal. Bar. Yeah, you're old. Do you have new movies? Have you seen a movie this year? What's going on? Uh, I do have a newer movie in this. Actually, two newer movies. But hey, Coho, you know how I won last week? Yeah, I know. I'm very proud of you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not happening this week. Oh well, great. Uh, Spence, do you think you can win a week? I don't have the worst stock this week, but my fun, uh, my my fun trivia for myself is I talk. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. You have a mouth, and you use it to say words that are fucking no dumb. With a mouth. Very I'm, very dumb. Uh, but no mermaids in your musicals this week, huh? I could stuff Little Mermaid. You don't know that. Okay. We well, Holtzman, uh, you won one week. I think you came second last week because you chose to put the prom where you did. Um, think you can win this week? Uh, I think for the most part, I think I have a really strong list. My 19, I don't know if you'll like, but I have hope that someone here is going to yikes it into the stratosphere. Um, and then my 11, I think is going to be the same as last week where you go, I like it, but what you doing? Why is it there? So I got a chance. You got a chance then. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. If you don't know how it works, you're going to catch on really quick. We're going through our bottom threes and then our middle fours and then one by one through our top threes. Matthew, give me your 20 through 18. My 20 is the last five years. <laughs> my 19 is the Newsies Pro Shot. Uh, that's my 20. And my 18 is Cabaret. There we go. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about them. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the last five years, I uh, basically what I knew about this going in was how the timelines were different, where for uh, Anna Kendrick's story, it starts at the end of their relationship, and then uh, for uh, Jordan's, it starts at the beginning, and I thought that was just really interesting. Uh, And I feel like I 
really i've never seen the show on stage so i just had a good time with this musical i think uh jeremy jordan and anna kendrick are just both incredible and all the songs are really good i think their voices are incredible as well and i feel like the concept of just having the two different timelines works really well for their story because like their relationship is doomed from the start and i feel like it just like kind of represents that they're like never on the same page and i feel like uh i i just really liked it okay you're 19. uh my 19 is uh newsies the pro shot uh which came out also starring jeremy jordan and i just think it's super lively i i love the like it's really minimalist with like the use that they have on the stage and i, I think it's used really well it has some really great songs i think the accents maybe are not the best but I, I kind of let that slide and I feel like it's still a really engaging, really fun time with like really great dance numbers. Uh, this was my 20. Um, yeah, fully echo what Matthew says. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The choreography is just fantastic in this one. The music is great. Um, I like how unlike the movie, this actually has a named female character who does things. Um, and Catherine is a great character that basically take the Bill Pullman character and go, it's a woman now, and it works so much better than the Bill Pullman character does. Um, but yeah, carrying the banner, great number. The world will know, absolute banger. Seize the day, fantastic. Santa Fe, uh, a song that every tenor male in high school thinks they can audition with, and they cannot. Yo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just a really, really fun time. Uh, and yeah, the set design, I love it. The performance is fantastic. Yeah. This is my 23. Repeat what they said. But I want to double down on the Catherine thing because I think the movie fucking blows. I really don't like the movie. I think the way you fix it is with the addition of her. Truthfully, I think Watch What Happens is a perfect number. My favorite song in the show. And I think that her inclusion like wraps the whole story up together. I will also double down what Matthew said. Like, I think the accents are probably the worst, worst part. The thick New York accents are really what hold it back from breaking into this top 20 genuinely. Other than that, I think it's just super rewatchable and super fun. Uh, and you can go ahead and talk about your your eighteen. Okay. Um, yeah, my eighteen cabaret. I I I actually have seen this show. I saw it when it was in uh, San Diego. So I I actually watched it on stage, and I I, I think the stage is better, but I still because I like the story, and I think Liza Millet. Liza Minnelli is incredible. I really like um, I'm blanking out. Joel Gray as the Master of Ceremonies as well. And, you know, some really great music. Uh, Bob Fosse just really adds a lot with his direction. Uh, and there's some really incredible choreography as well. And I, yeah. Okay. So I also have not seen the last five years on stage. That doesn't change the fact that I think this is a really not great movie. Um, I think that this movie is really mid. I think Anna Kendrick is really the only great thing about it, and I wouldn't even call her great. I I love Anna Kendrick. I'll call her great and everything, but she this is one of her lesser performances. I don't like the guy in this at all. Like I think yeah, he's a really... No, no, I mean, I think he's giving a really bad performance. Like, I think he's acting really poorly. He can sing fine. I think he's really bad for the part he's playing. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't like it. I think the timeline thing 
in film works not nearly as well as I imagine it would on stage, uh, especially when you are hiring a really shitty editor to edit your movie. Um, so, yeah, no, I didn't like this at all. Uh, Newsies. Uh, I think this is better than the movie. I had never seen the pro shot. I hadn't even seen the movie until this year. So I saw the movie earlier this year for fandom, watched the pro shot. I think it is an improvement, even though I don't think the movie is bad. I think the movie is fine. I think this is like a big improvement though. I think it makes a difference having a bunch of actually talented, trained Broadway singers singing your numbers as kids instead of Christian Bale, um, who I, who I love, but can't sing. Um, and like, yeah, I, I think that the Teddy Roosevelt ending will always be like a little cringy. It's always a little cringy. It works slightly better in the pro shot than the movie, but it's still cringy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Not much more to add. Uh, and cabaret. Uh, this movie's bad. <laughs> this movie is real rough. Uh, Bob Fosse is such a 50 50 director. Either he makes something that hits and is good, or he makes a pile of dog shit. And Cabaret falls into the big pile of dog shit. Outside of Liza Minnelli, I think there's nothing good about this. I think the music's all pretty awful in Cabaret. Like, I don't like any of the songs except for like her like big one. Um, I think Liza Minnelli's good. I think Joel Grey is atrocious. Like, I think Joel Grey is really bad in the movie. Like, real bad. And his Oscar wins one of the most atrocious things to happen at the Oscars. Um, especially in that year with those three Godfather performances. See my comment. Okay, well, your comment can get you timed out. Uh, Joel Grey is is still bad. Joel Grey is still bad. Um, Yeah, Cabaret. Insane that Fosse won Best Director for that. I'll say that. Insanity. He did not deserve that Oscar over Coppola. Um, but yeah, Tabaret, not a great musical to begin with. Uh, so not a great start, uh, there, Matthew, uh, bar. Where are we going after the world of pure imagination? You ended this with last week. These first three are going to go from bad to better. Uh, my, in your eyes, I think my number 20 is 1776. <laughs> USA. USA. Uh, my number 19 is Rocket Man. Uh, yikes to a future episode. Cool. Well, we know where that's going. And so is and my 18. You don't know what episode. <laughs> Say it again. My 18 is going to be the same way. It's La La Land. Yikes. Yikes. Great. Great. Talk about 1776. You were there, obviously. So you, you're was. close to it. Yes. Uh, I made the bell ring, as we all remember. Um, last week. So I, first of all, I love the music in 1776, especially the song "Yours, Yours, Yours," uh, the song that Adam sings with his wife Abigail. Um, that moment alone is just such a a beautiful piece, and I that's the thing I actually kind of like the most about the show is diving into Adams as a person, because in the opening you're like you're told how obnoxious and disliked he is in Congress. But the more and more you see him fight for the Declaration of Independence, the more you kind of discover about him as a person. Um, you discover, like, the loneliness and the the wanting to be liked. Um, but also just, like, the passion that he has behind his fight. And I think that's what really makes this a very strong musical Um I love the show. I don't care what you say. 
watching 1776 made me really happy that Hamilton exists. Um, uh, this is fine. This movie's fine. I'll, t- I'll call it fine. I'll take the mo- that. The movie itself, because the movie itself is actually pretty well made. I will actually give it a huge shout out. It is shot really well. There's some really great cinematography. However, um, I don't like any of the performances. I oh, not even William is, Daniels. I think it, that's George Washington, right? No, William Daniels. George Washington. He doesn't even show up in this movie. Not, not George Washington. The John fucker, Adams. John Adams. Not yes. fucking. John yes, John Adams. Adams. That's that motherfucker. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know where I got George Washington from. Uh, no, I don't. Even, I think he, I think John Adams is fine. He's like the most fine performance of the movie. Um, fucking what they do with uh, uh, Jefferson. I think that's right. Yeah, Jefferson is weird. That's a really weird choice to make with that performance. I think it's a really weird performance that I don't think is good, but it is watchable uh, because it's like watching a bad car crash. Uh, I don't like any of the music. Really? Sit down, John is like really repetitive and annoying. Like incredibly repetitive and annoying. And that's how you start your thing. That's how I would describe every song in 1776. Every song is essentially repetitive. Um, and I don't like it. Uh I I understand why you enjoy 1776 watching this long of a movie about this period of time with these people made me go, man, if someone doesn't start rapping and like not look like pasty white bread in five seconds, I'm just going to turn this <laughs> off and watch Hamilton. Uh, Cause God, uh, 1776 is boring as fuck. Uh, so yeah, uh, way too high. Bad choice at 20. Uh, if you'd put this at like 40, sure. I no. grant you a small pass, but 20? <laughs> fuck out of here. Um, I understand. We read about you in our history books, Ringing the Liberty Bell, yeah. but come on now. Uh, Spets. I'm the one who's cracking it. We got two. Oh, there you go. We got two people who uh, are off to rough starts. Can you do better? Let's see if I even talk. Actually, like, actually would be an improvement. My 20 is the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Yikes. Yep. My 19 is the Prince of Egypt. Yikes, to a different episode. And my 18 is all that jazz. Yikes, this episode. Spence is no winning right now. Offense. Spence is winning right now. Uh, because what? Let me just no, say, Spence, Spence is winning right now because they didn't talk and they had good movies. Uh, all right, uh, Holtzman. My where, 20 are you, was, are you gonna talk? My 20 was Newsies, which we went over. Uh, and then I'm not talking. My 19 is My Fair Lady. Yikes to later this episode. And my 18 is Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yikes to the later episode. All right. Well, guys, this show has been short. It probably will continue to be short, and next week will probably be four hours long. Yeah. We're just giving you the heads up. So we'll try and go through this like pretty fast-ish, but you know, we'll have fun with it. Matthew. All right. Take me on a journey 17 through 14, one by one. My 17 is Chicago. Oh fuck. Yikes. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Matthew. My 16 is all that jazz. Let's go. All right, let's talk about it. Okay, so I watched all that jazz earlier, like a few months ago, I think. Uh, yeah, and it was just, I was blown away. Uh, I, yeah, I watched this with Spence and Jack, and it, we were just like, it, it was just really incredible. Uh, it's a really great 
character study, I think, just of um, Bob Fosse's life. And like Roy Scheider gives a phenomenal performance and just like it features some of the best directing and just editing in a movie as well. And I think just even I, I just found it really intriguing to follow this uh, character. Uh, and like the song and dance numbers are so well crafted. And I think uh, especially that final sequence, I think just the visual style and having this really surreal nature really adds so much to Joe Gideon's life. I feel like the the ideas of like mortality and like his self-reflection on his life really, really worked. And I, yeah, I, I this, I, this is the one where I was like, it could go higher if I like watched it, if I didn't just watch it recently. This is just so good. I watched this for the first time, I think when I was like 15, 16, I was like, oh, this is so shitty. Bob Fosse is so self-obsessed. We, we make a movie about themselves. And then on this rewatch, uh, barely over a month ago, like a month and a week ago. So it's really recent. It just sort of hit me like the the self-hatred that Fosse is displaying. I think it really just elevates the film to really understand that like this isn't like a glorification. It's like truly like apathetic towards his life. And it's just really, it's haunting, really. Um, I will admit, I'm not the big, I'm, I say, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't love Bye Bye My Life like everyone else does. I, I, there's other numbers in the, in the movie that I like. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like everyone else is like, oh, it's the best number in the show. I like other numbers more. I think that, however, it's still really powerful. And this is maybe one of my like top five favorite edited films ever. I think the repetition with Joe Gideon's like it's Showtime folks, whatever. Like the way that, and every time it's different and it, and it reflects the actual tone of the, of the coming uh, however long until the next cut back. It's just brilliant. I think this movie is a fucking, it's, it's damn near five stars. I love this film. So it's just immaculate. This isn't a musical until the last 30 minutes. Like to be very clear. Uh, when, when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, this is a great movie. I love this movie. I think it's Fosse's best work. He's an incredible director. This is what he should have won his Oscar for. Um, I think that Roy Scheider is phenomenal. I'll get all the obvious points out of the way about how amazing all that jazz is as a movie. Incredibly edited, all that. It's barely qualifying as a musical. And even then, the three numbers that are borderline the diegetic musical numbers are still murky at best because it's like, there is a context for why they're happening, but at the same time, the context is as fictional as the musical numbers, so I let it slide that way. Um, Bye Bye Life is the only great musical number in the movie. The only great musical number in the movie. Everything else is, like, fine and well done, but, like, the dance sequences are obviously great because they're dance, but none of the songs are good outside of Bye Bye Life. They're all fine. Um, I think Bye Bye Life is genuinely one of the greatest movie finales of all time. Um, and maybe the greatest thing Fosse has ever directed. That number alone is probably better than most things he's ever made. Um, I think that, uh, is his name Ben Vereen? The guy that yeah. he's performing? Mm -hmm. Incredible oh, yeah. supporting performance. That is an incredible physical performance that, like, if Joel, if we're going to nominate Joel Gray's MC from Cabaret, like, you could have made a really good argument that Vereen is more deserving for his very limited part in all that jazz than Joel Gray and Cabaret. 79, um, is, 79 is stacked for the Oscars. Oh, yeah, no, it is, it is. But I'm saying if you look at that supporting category, you could probably slide Vereen in. Um, but, like, I think that, like, this movie's great. I'm not going to murder y'all for having it because it is classified as a musical by IMDb. But I'm not going to murder anyone for not having it either because it's really not a musical. So 
It's a great area movie. I think on our top 40 musicals list, it's a little high to be this gray area of a musical. But I'm not going to kill you for it because it is listed as a musical. And it is a phenomenal film. Uh, Barr and Holtzman, why know all that jazz? So let me get all the positives out of the way first. Uh, this is one of the best edited movies of all time. Uh, this is Bob Fosse's best work as a director from all the things that I've seen. Um, if if this movie didn't come out in 1979, Roy Scheider wins the Oscar. But that was that's one of the most stacked years for best actor ever. Um, and Bye Bye Life is an incredible scene. One of the greatest movie scenes of all time, in my opinion. It's not a musical to me. It it didn't qualify for this. As much as I wanted to put it on this list, it just did not qualify for me because it, technically, to me, there was one musical scene. Uh, yeah, I'm very much in the same thing as Barr um, and as Coho, where I think like there really is only one musical number. And I will say, I have another movie that will come up at some point later on my list that fits into the same thing. I only wanted one movie where there's like, mostly it's a music film, but there's enough non-diegetic stuff. But yeah, this really like, there's kind of one musical number. And as much as Bye Bye Life is one of not just the greatest endings to a film, but one of the greatest scenes in film history, in my opinion. And like Scheider is great. This entire film is really well made. It didn't qualify for me, and there was another movie that fits this bill that I love more. Fair enough. Uh, Matthew, you're 15. Okay, my 15 is 1954's A Star is Born. Yikes. What episode? All right, you're 14. Okay, my 14 is uh, the original West Side Story. Yikes. Yikes to a future episode. All right. God damn it. Uh, we're going to move on over back to Old Man Bar. Uh, you started me off in the Revolutionary War. Um, how much further into the future are we trapped? Uh, man, I am the, I'm not going to win this episode. Uh, <laughs> a few hundred years. Uh, my number 17 is The Music Man. Go ahead. Okay. I love the corn that this movie provides. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, there, There's a good amount of corn to this movie, but it's done in such an earnest way that I find it really charming. Um, I like a good handful of the songs in this. I think that um, uh, You Got Trouble is a great number. Um, and I think Chip Poopy is just like a lot of fun. Uh, I like the performance of Shirley Jones and Robert Preston. I think the two of them are phenomenal in their roles. Um, and it, it's got problems. I'll admit that. But the amount of heart and charm that this movie has, uh, it's just like a really warm feeling whenever I watch it. And I... I love this one. So, go ahead. Uh, I can talk because actually in my list as well. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's my it's my thirty four. Okay. Punish uh, them. 
No, it, no, it's on my list. I can talk about it. Of course, I, no, I'm yeah. saying punish you for having it because now you talk about it. Yeah, it, no, it's it, it's a great fucking time. Like it's a lot of fun. Um, I, this one I wanted to rewatch beforehand because I know like I I had a really good time, but I wasn't sure where it would fall exactly. Like maybe it would have maybe made it into my twenties on the rewatch. I just had a really great time with it. I think that um, obviously Robert Preston's great. I do really love Shirley Jones as well. I think the movie just sort of fills like that classic musical hit that I don't really get a lot. I think it's off my list. I don't. I love like modern more than classic, and I think this just works like really well. Uh, but however, uh, is is Shapoopy better than when it's done on season one episode two of Family Guy when he just plays does it on a football field for players? <laughs> I'm not serious. I think it's funny. Yeah, I scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, so I hadn't, I realized pretty quickly watching this that I didn't remember a thing about this. So I, I'm going to classify this as a first time watch, uh, cause I genuinely didn't remember much about it. Uh-oh. Um, I remember everything about the music man. I've seen the music man live like 15 different fucking times. I live in the Midwest. That's like the only musical you get to see when you're in elementary, middle school. Yeah. Um, it's overdone. And I don't like the music of the music man. Most of it. I think it blows this wad super early. Its best songs are done in the first 30 minutes and it never recovers. That's um, fair. Like, Trouble is a great musical number. Like, a great sequence and it's done super well in the movie and Robert Preston kills it in that scene. Um, the rest of the movie is not very interesting. I don't think it maintains its steam that it sets up or lives up to what it sets up in a way that justifies how fucking long it is. This movie is super long. This musical is super long and it loses steam within the first 45 minutes and never recovers. Um, The romance doesn't quite hit. I think that's not on the actors. I think they do a decent job of trying to do that. I just think that comes down to the musical itself. Um, Just not being very, you know, I don't, I don't really buy those two in a way. Um, I would die. I would literally sell a kidney. For them to make this today with Hugh Jackman, like I directed like that's by one of the directed by Joel Cohen. I would love it. Uh, that, that too. I think the Coens would actually fucking nail this. Like right? I would love to see a Coens musical where they, I think the Coens would nail a Music Man movie. Right? They would bring this musical has so much like weird snark and also way too much attempts at sincerity after setting up the snarky tone that it's such a precise thing you have to nail. And I think the Coens exist in that precise space that like would crush it. But, like, Hugh Jackman on Broadway, I've seen a couple clips, and he's, like, phenomenal. So, like, Hugh Jackman is, like, born to play the music man. Like, he should be Harold Hill. Like, and I want to see them make the movie with him. Because I think he'd be, like, he would elevate the material in a way that, like, nothing else does. But of this movie adaptation, it's fine. I liked elements of it quite a bit. There's other parts that I really don't like. Um, So, on the whole, way too high. But if but if you had this last week, I would have probably been like, yeah, sure, fine. Um, Spence has it closer to a appropriate spot. Uh, but this is 17. That's rough. Um, also, I know Boatman somewhere thinks this is like God's gift to musical theater without ever having like stepped inside. Iowa. No, he, he hasn't stepped because it allows people to know what Iowa is without being. Oh, dude, dude the opening the opening song about Iowa. Iowa. The opening song about Iowa made me sit there in absolute terror. <laughs> I was, was petrified by the scene. 
what 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 no one else it's knew so really is that when when we went to Doc's wedding, Bowman actually greeted us, greeted us at the airport singing that exact song. Oh yeah, yeah, he no, he was listing off listing off the city. You he like before we got in his car, we had to sing the song or else we weren't allowed. <laughs> we were um, at gunpoint by Eli Boatman to sing that song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so eh, too high. Anyone else? Have you seen the Music Man between you two? And do you like it? I have seen a stage version of it. I have not seen the film. I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, like you got trouble. Is a great song. Uh, Shapoopy is fun, but I think if we're calling it legitimately great, we're lying to ourselves. Yeah, we are. Um, like, there's good things about it. The character uh, of Henry Hill just being the absolute, or Harold Hill, sorry. Yeah, Harold. Harold Hill. I, you made me uh, doubt myself. I was like, is it Henry Hill? Shoot fucking, Harold Hill's brains out. Uh, fuck we're doing a crossover um, with Goodfellas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Harold Hill went into witness protection. Uh, but no, uh, the character of Harold Hill is just like an absolute con man, and it is very fun to watch that character. But yeah, not a not a huge fan of what I know of the show. Uh, Matthew, I've never seen any version of this show, so all I know about it is when I had to host Ontol and read questions about this movie and knew nothing. <laughs> I heard that went great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna move on now to uh, bars number sixteen. Oh boy, if you thought that was going to put me in hot water, wait till you hear My Fair Lady. Oh, fuck. Okay. Please like it. That was my 19. Please like it. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, folks. I know you won't, but please. <laughs> um, so I think that the story of My Fair Lady is really good. It's basically a, a narcissistic... Um, essentially English tutor uh, takes under his wing uh, a cockney flower girl and has a bet where he can pass her off at an embassy ball as a princess. Uh, and then it works. And then you find the aftermath uh, after he's done with her and she has nowhere to go. Um, I think that the character of Eliza Doolittle is really good. I think Audrey Hepburn's giving a really good performance, even though it's Marnie Nixon's voice doing the singing, which was a weird choice because she can sing those songs, but whatever. Um, and I I like the songs. I think that what they did with uh, Professor Higgins was really smart, where he's basically... a an English tutor, and he talks things most of his songs, but the moment that he actually starts feeling genuine emotion for someone else is when he actually starts singing melodically. And I think that's just a brilliant choice, and I think this is a really smart musical, even though the ending is kind of trash. Uh, yeah, this was my 19. Uh, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I have only seen it one time but i think there's just so much heart and humor to be found in this film that like a lot of the bigger problems i'm kind of willing to look past because it makes up for it in so many other areas like i'll get it out of the way rex harrison not the greatest singer also not giving the greatest performance in this movie but still i think there's enough going for this movie that i don't care like I think the Ascot Gavotte scene is one of the funniest scenes in any musical where she's talking about her aunt dying of like the plague and someone's like, and just fully lying. She's like, 
and someone stole her hat and she was murdered. <laughs> and it was he who took the hat that hath done her in. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous and fun scene. Great. Uh, Hepburn has so much charm in this role. She's absolutely delightful to watch. Uh, the music is really, really fun at points and also really heartfelt at points. Like, uh, Wouldn't It Be Loverly uh, and Get Me to the Church on Time are both really, really fun and charming numbers. But then, like, On the Street Where You Live uh, is a really beautiful, beautiful number. Um, I've grown accustomed to her face. Again, as much as Harrison could be singing it better, it's still a very well-done number. Uh, and yeah, I just think the story as a whole is really great. And you know, we all feel like Eliza Doolittle sometimes. Uh, <laughs> no, Bar, I need you to. I need. Did you, you have say, this, Matthew? Uh, yeah, I had this as my Go uh, twenty-nine. Good. So, uh, yeah, I I think the end for me, like the ending is rough, but. Uh, and like you know, Rex Harrison is not the best. He, you know, he's also just like a really unlikable character. But I just feel like Audrey Hepburn, her her charm, just really won me over at the end of the day. And I think uh, the just like her character and like uh, everything in the plot, and like I think it's also really funny. Like you mentioned the scene there, and uh, not every song is that uh, iconic. I, I I really like I could have danced all night, but. Um, I don't think like every single song is that good. And so it's on the lower end for me, but I still like the movie. I think great costumes as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spence, you didn't have this, right? Okay, cool. Rex Harrison fucking sucks. He is terrible in this movie. The fact that he won for this, what are we doing? Oh, um, that should have been Peter Sellers' Oscar. I don't know why Julie he's walking around with that. Julie oh, yeah. Andrews dodged a fucking bullet. This movie is bad. Um, it is so fucking egregiously long for no fucking reason. Half this shit does not need to be here or happen. I think it's it, it felt even longer than it did because Rex Harrison's so bad. And Hepburn is okay. At best, she's okay. Like, she's doing a fine thing, but, like, it's – she's not doing a lot. Like, this movie is pretty to look at. George Cukor is a great director. Um, this being his, like, oh, Cukor has an Oscar now is rough. It's, like, an, it's supposed to be, like, oh, the epic period musical, ah, and it just, like, doesn't have any of the things that makes Cukor a great director showcased. Like, he, like, just does the thing that gets you the Oscar in the 60s, which is do a really long musical that's got really pretty colors. Um, yeah, no. No, absolutely not for me. Um, it has, it has, um, it's a, the number's called I Could Have Danced All Night, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the only number and song in the movie that I think is good. But, like, Audrey Hepburn didn't sing it. So, like, who cares? Uh, movie bad. Y'all are in fucking deep shit. Uh, this being on a top 40 list at all, I think is kind of an egregious choice. Uh, Spence. It's fine. Spence is going to find a way to fuck it. You're looking, yeah, you're, looking to say, yeah. you're, you're looking pretty good to win right now. What are you going to say about my fair lady? Movie fucking blows. 
Rex Harrison is probably my least favorite best actor winner ever. I haven't seen a lot. I've seen enough to know that he's like fucking dog shit. Does not deserve to win. Um, I will say this. I do enjoy Audrey Hepburn. In it. I think she's good. That being said, the best part of her performance isn't even fucking hers. Shout out to Marnie Nixon, who is genuinely carrying this movie. I yeah, love her in this. Her out, in the so... West Side St- I was taking a piss, okay? I she she's the backbone of a lot of shit. I love her. I wish she was in more more things like the star. But uh yeah, movie bad. All right. May God have mercy on your soul. Bar here you're over two right over three this show so far. Uh can you redeem it? Yes. This is the most borderline pick that I have in a way. Um, my number 15 is the 25th anniversary of Les Miserables. Yeah. Oh, you dirty fuck. <laughs> Pull up so, the pandering clip. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Hold on, give me just one second. Just, um... That's textbook pandering. Continue. Uh, is it pandering if it is a correct pick, though? Uh, yes, let's find yeah. out. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is a concert version of Les Miserables. But here's the thing. Uh, there's no pro shot of Les Miserables, and the movie is not good. So, this was filmed, uh, it was released, and uh, Les Miserables fucking slaps. Uh, the songs are fantastic. Most of the performances are fantastic. Um, there's one person in particular who's good. They're good. Um, but yeah, the songs are just phenomenal, and... The story of Les Miserables is still told throughout the entire thing. So, yeah, this is great. So Andrew Barr messaged me when he was making his list. And he goes, I have a question. Can I include the 25th anniversary concert edition of Les Miserables? And I went, of course you can. It's a movie. And he goes, yeah, okay, sure. Awesome. And I went, great. He's the only person... To ask me if that's something you can do. And therefore, he's smarter than all you fuckers. Because <laughs> this is the best version of Les Miserables that exists on film. I think this is the singular best cast of Les Miserables that we have filmed. Uh, Alfie Bow is probably the greatest Valjean ever. His voice is so powerful and it's incredible. And Norm Lewis is doing laps, just absolute laps around everyone who has ever played Javert. He is so incredible. Um, you also get Samantha Barks, who is the only good thing about the movie uh, back in this. Uh, and I see Diaz in the chat. Nick Jonas is good. He's not incredible. He's fine. It was Kevin. I'm not gonna disagree with that. No, fuck, but you. Nick, fuck you. <laughs> Kevin sucks. Nick, but Nick Jonas, Nick Jonas is like Nick Jonas is like fine. Like he's, he's not great. He's good enough. Marius is not a vocally taxing role. If you are a tenor one, you can basically sing Marius. And Nick Jonas is a tenor one. He's basically singing Marius. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the guy who plays um, Edgy. I almost just said Edgy for Andros. Andros. Joel Ross. Thank Edgy-4. you. Uh, I almost said Edgy for. I don't know why. Uh, that, Joel Ross. That guy's great. He he should have been the guy in the movie. He's I don't the, know why they didn't bring the him back. Phantom in the Phantom yes. as well. It's Ramen Carmelo. Yes, well, then I need to watch that because he's Oof. great. 
Michael Ball is apparently an incredibly nice person. Michael Ball is fine, Diaz. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, he's not that great. In fact, I think he's kind of overrated. Anyway, um, and then the person that is like the absolute shining spot of this special is fucking. Um, I just totally blanked on her name. Leah Salonga. Leah Salonga. The fact that she's able to go from playing Eponine to Fantine and absolutely murder both parts is insanity. Oh, and the greatest part of this entire thing is while One Day More is like incredible in the context of the concert, the extra 30 minutes at the end where they have like a special tribute to the musical by bringing out uh, like the four the four Valjeans and have them sing Bring Him Home, which is gorgeous. But you have the entire original cast with the current group with a giant chorus sing fucking One Day More. And it is the most tear-inducing musical theater thing you can watch. If you have not seen Les Miserables, the 25th anniversary concert, it is the definitive Les Miserables that you can watch. It is the best version, the best cast. Everyone is absolutely pitch perfect vocally. The performances are great. They also have those like cinematic interludes that like help fill in the parts that like a normal production would have staged. Um, like the cart and all that. Like they do enough. They do enough to give you exactly what you need for the scene that you're seeing. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention fucking Matt Lucas is so good as Sinadier. Is so good. My boy, my boy Nardle from Doctor Who coming in and absolutely crushing a part that Sasha Baron Cohen shot on in the movie. Uh, movie is phenomenal. I mean, you like, like, I see Diaz talking about all the different versions of the chat. I think the newest version is actually the worst concert version you can watch. Um, I think everyone in it that is it from the 25th is like okay. Like, Alfie Bo coming back is great, but I don't think anyone else in it that is replacing the people in the 25th improve on the 25th. Oh, you mean um, when, oh, you mean everyone in the recording booth for the movie? With yeah, Tom, with Tom Hooper. Yeah, basically. Um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, the twenty fifth anniversary, great choice, an incredible pick, the Les Misérables pick. None of you asked me about it. Did any of you even consider the twenty fifth anniversary concert edition? I want to point out, I had a conversation with you, and I said, "Hey, I want to be more prepared for the show. What should I watch?" And between this and Jesus Christ Superstar, what did we watch? Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, you all, we also watched it on my fucking, like, birthday. Okay, we didn't watch this, though. Yeah, we watched Jesus so, Christ Superstar, which I so, liked yeah. even more. Wait, I like really? the Jesus Christ I like the Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert with uh, Tim Minchin more than this. But that's because Jesus Christ Superstar is, like, incredibly staged in that one, but we're not going to get into that. I love Jesus Christ Fair. Superstar. Les Miserables is a better show that I love more, yeah. and this cast is, like, the definitive version. Wait, but they do, a lot of, they do a Wait. lot of creative theatrical things with that version that if anyone had put it, you would have gotten huge marks with me because I love it. Anyway. Way to try to blame Coho for your incompetence. Also, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All right, you two. I, I had the option to, and you said to do the other thing. I would have seen it otherwise. I probably would have made the list. But. Okay. So I'll just start by saying I haven't seen it. So, Fair enough. I, so I set out initially when making my list to not put any pro shots of any sort on my list. I crumbled on that and I put a few. This was a thing where I thought about it and I went, I already didn't want to put pro shots because I wanted to keep it to movies. 
I don't want to go a step further and put a thing that I'm not confident even counts as a pro shot. It's <laughs> as much as absolutely, like, if I considered this, would have made my list easily. This concert's fantastic. I watched it with Koho on call at one sure, point. Sure, we did watch this. Like, it's incredible. It's whatever they are. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the wrong way to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, okay. I, I watched shit with you too, by the way. We'll get to it. I watched it with you too. All right. Bar, that was a huge step towards redeeming yourself this week. Now, where are we going? We'll find out if I keep going or not. Uh, my number 14 is the pro shot of Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, Do I, I exit if it's featured in a film? That no, stop. Go, stop. Go ahead. Okay. Stop. Go stop. ahead. So, Sunday in the Park with George uh, is by uh, the god Steve. Uh, Stephen Sondheim. Um, it is the only show that Stephen Sondheim wrote to win the Pulitzer Prize, and uh, it, it it follows two different artists in each act. Uh, act one follows George Surratt uh, as he creates uh, I, Sunday on the Island of Le, Le Grand Jeté or whatever, whatever it's called, um, and just like his dedication to his art and his craft. While having to, you know, be like not only social with people, but also try to keep this relationship with Bernadette Peters, my queen, uh, her character, Dot. Um, and then you jump forward uh, a few deck, uh, a few like hundred years or something like that uh, into the future where you see Dot's, I think it was like great, great grandson or something like that. Uh, as he's an artist now as well, um, but he's kind of struggling with his place uh, in the art industry. And it's this great melding of how art is has developed and grown and is seen differently, but the struggle that artists have being a very universal subject um and also reaching back into your family in order to find art is such a beautiful piece it's got some of the greatest songs of all time such as sunday and move on um move on being one of the greatest duets i've ever heard in my life bernadette peters and mandy patinkin are fucking killing it in this show uh and it's just a beautiful poignant watch yeah, I liked it. It was good. Enjoyed it. Uh, Bernadette Peters. Fucking Jesus. Uh, everything she does is just incredible. Um, yeah. An absolute terrific performance from her. Uh, the music's really good, but like it's Sondheim, so like that's to be expected. Yeah. Sunday's, Sunday's a great number. Um, the greatest act one closings ever. For sure. Um, I don't entirely love all the character like journeys. Not all of them entirely connect with me, um, but I enjoyed it for the most part. I would say I would go so far as to say three point five. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Um, also, shout so, out to Brent Spiner is in this as well. Brent Spiner is in this. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it random. Was random. <laughs> it was random. Um, yeah. Also, Mandy Patinkin. Just kids. Uh, anyway, have any of you seen Sunday in the Park with George? Nope. Uh, huh. Really? I Spend. want. I really want. I'm a slut for Sondheim. I would have loved to watch this. I just didn't have time. Uh, 
let me let me pull up something. Hey, uh, one second, Bar. I watched a different fucking Sondheim show for this list, and it didn't make it. So are you all polluting? No. Okay. I I told Spence that they need to watch this, and they go, I did I didn't watch it. I needed to watch a movie for Untold, for a match that wasn't happening for another two fucking weeks. Only on time it works out. Holtzman, sign of the perfect George. I have not seen this pro shot. I've listened to the soundtrack of this musical, though. Uh, yeah, Patankin and Peters are both fantastic from the little bit that I've seen and from everything I've heard. Um, shout out to Finishing the Hat for being a yo, brilliant number. Yo. Specifically, the really fast section where he's just naming Dude, off the I really, 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 really want to learn that. So yeah, badly want to learn that. Oh, if you've ever seen, there's a clip of Jake Gyllenhaal doing it from when he was in the show. because he. You played, didn't know wow. that Jake Gyllenhaal had done this? I, I mean, I think somewhere in my brain the, I knew he was in the show. The 2017 Broadway revival is Jake Gyllenhaal and Anna Lee Ashford. And oh, for I some really reason, no one went to see it. I need yeah. to watch that. Anyway, yeah, uh, from what I've seen, also I really like it. Um, yeah. All right. Adelaide Spence, oh, we're back great. to you. My 17 right. is West Side Story from 61. Fucking yikes. yikes. Yeah, we know. My 16 is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Yikes. To yikes. Future episode. My 15 is West Side Story from 2021. Yikes. To future episode. Yes! I will. I bar. I hate that we're probably going to lose this argument too. Yeah. And my fourteen is the Lion King. Yikes! Take a nap. Good night, everyone. Spets might legitimately win. Hold on, hold on. might legitimately win this week by having like a, like a great compilation of movies and then not saying a word. Anyway, um, the Holtzman. Uh, prepare the pandering clip, Caleb Coho. My 17 is Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. That's textbook pandering. Uh, yikes. Oh, oh, cool. This episode. Okay, cool. Uh, my 16, probably going to get yikes as well. My 16 is Singing in the Rain. Yikes. yikes. Good episode. Cool. Uh, my 15 is 1991's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah. Hey, no. yeah. Yeah, no. it would be a yeah. What? What do you mean? Oh, does is this where it stops? Is anyone else on Beauty and the Beast? This is where it stops. All right, go ahead, Holton. All right. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is the best Disney musical in my opinion. Uh, oh, I this had this earlier. Very, this show has a very, very special place in my heart because uh, in high school I got to be in this show, uh, and that was when I really fell in love with it, and I revisited this movie and just it is so much better than I remembered it being. It's the animation is absolutely beautiful. The music uh, by Mencken is some of the best work he's ever done. Bell, I think is like the best opening number in any of the Disney movie musicals. Uh, it's just a fantastic song that fully establishes the world, fully establishes the characters and how they interact both with their existence and with each other. Um, I think you've got an incredible supporting cast of characters, specifically with Cogsworth and Lumiere. Uh, Jerry Orbach and David Ogden Steers are both absolutely incredible. Uh, Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts is wonderful. Uh, Chip is just such a charming, little, enjoyable character to see. Um, and yeah, just the world building this does, the building of this relationship between Belle and the Beast, and the way 
it progresses really naturally and you almost don't really question how it's like how we got to this point uh and just like the joy that you feel in seeing them become a couple uh you also have gaston as an incredible villain um gaston one of the best disney villain songs the mob song being so so awesome uh yeah just phenomenal music beautiful animation a beautiful story um yeah and i had this i had this number 23 um I think that it's got one of the greatest introductions to a character in a Disney film with the song Belle. Uh, and it also has a not a lot of shows do this where they take the opening number and then they flip it ever so slightly to turn it into the I Want song, which it does with the Belle reprise. Um, but this is, I, in my opinion, um, this is Mankin and Ashman's best work as songwriters uh the songs are either gorgeous or they're so epic in scale that they're just incredible to listen to uh gaston is an incredible villain he's it's a flip on like the traditional handsome disney men uh and the side characters are all fantastic and i love the development of the relationship between these two characters Beauty and the Beast is brilliant. Uh, it's a great read. Um, of all the Disney animated musicals, it's not my favorite one. Um, it's probably in my top... I think it's in my top five Disney movies, maybe top six. I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's a classic for a reason. Um, I think the only thing that I like don't love about the movie is the like actual invention of the wood shepherd thing. Like that thing has always been super weird to me, but that's like a severe nitpick. Like Shout it does not my ruin Will in high school who had to sit inside of the <laughs> ring, pulling the ax up and dropping it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that Bell's a great number. I think Gaston is one of the all time great fun villain songs. Um, uh, the mob song is genuinely like really scary. <laughs> like that's actually a really scary song. Um, Be Our Guest is incredible. Uh, something there that wasn't there before. The actual Beauty and the Beast song. Um, the soundtrack's incredible. I think the relationship between Belle and her father Maurice is really sweet. Um, I think it's like a really special relationship that like I I'll I'll go on record saying I like the live action movie as well, and I think that the live action movie does a fun job of like expanding off of the original uh in fun ways i think developing maurice and bell a little bit more in that movie is a really fun choice as well uh but this movie does a really good job of just giving you what you need for every scene there's like no fat on beauty and the beast this thing goes and like all and like there's no wasted time um which is why i like the live action because you get to live in the world a little bit more but i, I think the animated movie is better and like a great choice and like a basically perfect movie so uh incredible choice good job uh the other two why not beating the beast you go first okay so i really limited the amount of animation i put on my list and i kind of just okay. forgot about disney animation like i love beauty and the beast it's incredible but i try to stay closer to live action musicals so so amazing music some of the one of the best disney soundtracks ever 
Belle is a top three Disney princess. I love her to fucking pieces. This is never going to make my list because I hate the romance. I think the romance is toxic as fuck. I don't see why we're romanticizing a character who is physically and emotionally abusive. I think the narrative of, of, oh, he's a good person, he's just hurt, breakthrough, and risk getting fucking murdered is awful and toxic and disgusting. I hate it. I never liked it. And this movie will never be what it is to everyone else because of how much I hate Bell and Beast together. Someone reads the internet way too much. I had to take it all. Welcome fucking to our fun far. little internet show it. where we I talk about movies that. and have a good time. <laughs> My 14, Coho, bring up the pandering clip. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda's <laughs> Hamilton. That's textbook pandering. Yikes. Yikes. Next As movie. a pro yeah. shot, not a film. Excellent. No, it, is a pro, it's a, it is a movie. Uh, anyway, uh, Matthew Chen, you are kicking off our one-by-one one step through your your what barely missed your top tens. Uh, what is your number 13? My 13 is In the Heights. That was this where it ends. This where it ends. I had that at 28. And Spencer, I had, you know, I had 30s. 30s. Everyone had in the heights. Everyone had at 30. Great. Matthew, start. Cool. Uh, Yeah, I really love In the Heights. I watched this three times in theaters, and it was just incredible each time. I think the energy of the whole uh, entire movie is just incredible. I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat. Like, uh, the soundtrack is incredible, and I think uh, Pacienza y Fe is just like such an emotional song. And I feel, you know, I, I cry every time I watch it on screen. I think the cast is all really good. Anthony Ramos taking up. Uh, Lin's role as Usnavi is just like a really smart decision. I think he really plays it super well. But then the supporting cast is all incredible as well. Corey Hawkins, I think it's it was my first time really noticing who he was. And I feel like he brings a lot of energy to Benny. And I really like his relationship with um, uh, Nina and like Leslie Grace, just like as a newcomer and Melissa Barrera as newcomers just do really well. I think, uh, and then Olga Meredith, who is just, phenomenal as abuela and bringing her to the big screen i feel like there's so much heart to that character and like you see that you know especially in pacienza Ife, and i feel like uh she's just incredible um beautiful sets as well uh really amazing choreography like ninety six thousand is one of my favorite songs from uh on from the broadway show so uh i just seeing that visualized on screen is just amazing and i feel like it's such a grand uh, uh you know the way it's shot is really grand and i think uh Chu adding that visual flair uh, really makes this stand out. Um, yeah. Halton. Uh, yeah, this was my 17. Uh, I love this musical. I've loved this musical for a long time. Uh, I went to like theater camps and stuff all throughout junior high and high school. And one summer, this was the show that we like studied for that week. Uh, and I just fell in love with it. I think it's such a phenomenal show. Um, and the first time I watched it, I didn't know how I felt about the things that it changes from the stage show. But on rewatches, I started to let those things go. Um, yeah, Olga Meredith is incredible. Uh, Anthony Ramos, no offense to, to Lynn, but kicking Lynn's performance and burying it in the ground because he is so much stronger in this role than Lynn was. Um, yeah, Corey Hawkins living up to the legacy of Christopher Jackson, which is very difficult to do. 
Um, speaking of which, the cameos from Jackson and Miranda are both fantastic. Um, yeah, 96,000, a phenomenal musical number. When Your Home is one of my favorites from the musical, and I'm glad it made it into the show, and I love the way they did it. Um, yeah, the opening is fantastic. The way they add the new framing device to it, I think, works really, really well. Uh, yeah, just super heartfelt, super, like, fun and yeah, John M. Chu, uh, I still think he's going to fuck up Wicked, but as of right now, he's a good That's Why is it two parts? It's so I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be the thing that fucks up Wicked. I think the studio is already All right, fucking Ariana up Ariana Grande hard. is going <laughs> Ariana Grande is already fucking it up choice. with her appearance. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I had this at 28. Um... I think that, yes, Anthony Ramos is doing an amazing job uh, with this role. And I think Corey Hawkins is fantastic. Um, also, I am I am completely forgetting her real name, but she plays the salon owner. Um, Daphne Rubin Vega? Thank you. Fucking kills it in this. I love her. Her song is so good. Carnival um, de Barrio rules. Yeah. yeah. Um and Abuela. Oh Y'all my are making God. me want to go watch it. All right. Uh, oh, Abuela's... wow. Oh, wants to watch the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. Stop. Calendar. The presses. <laughs> um, it's a problem. But um, Abuela's song in this is my favorite sequence in this because it's such a rich, detailed song. She's giving an incredible performance. The way that the camera work is being used in that scene is incredible incredible um yeah this is a really good movie all right spend santa back (laughs) this is really good i have no real complaints everything is really good in it i just didn't emotionally connect with it the way i wanted to i'd say that it's bad it's just the reason it's lower is just because i think everything above it i like got like really emotionally invested in this one just didn't hit me that way that being said all bombs every song is fucking great every song is done Really well, 96,000 is top, 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 top tier musical staging. It's perfection. Can you say top one more time? I, I saw uh, this opening weekend in, uh, in I think it was Mequon, 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 I think is what it's called. Mequon, Wisconsin, uh, in a theater with Tim Bracala, Maggie Bracala. Uh, Robert Parker, Caleb Boatman, and Cody Newberry sitting immediately next to me. <laughs> and he'll tell you I was the most insufferable person to watch this movie. <laughs> because the entire time I'm sitting, he made fun of me. I walked out of it. I was like this. Watching the movie. As soon as it started all the way through. I was just transfixed to what was happening from the minute it started to the minute it ended. I was weeping during the hydrants are open. Like I was crying at the ending of the movie. <laughs> I was a mess. I love this movie. Um, I like, I think most people's first introduction to Lima Well Miranda was Hamilton. And as soon as I saw Hamilton, I went and watched in the Heights, like pro shots and, or bootlegs and everything I could get and listen to the album and loved that. And then when I saw, I, when I finally got to see a, like a movie of in the Heights, I was just like, so in. And I think all the changes they make are it, directly in service of it being a theatrical experience. And they all work. Um, the only thing that I kind of 
do and don't understand about what they changed was taking out her mom. I think that that plot, that subplot is super important to me. Um, and one of the parts that I love about the theatrical show, I understand, I kind of understand why it's not in the movie. Uh, they had to cut a lot of things for time. It's a very large story. Um, so you're going to lose some things. And that's one that I'm, I think they did a good job of, of navigating it without her and making that subplot still work. Like you all said, Corey Hawkins is incredible, but I want to shout out Leslie Grace and Melissa Barrera, who are both stars off the back of In the Heights. Absolute star-making performances. Um, all the cameos that they get for this movie that are, like, literally not even supposed to be cameos. They're just people to fill out the movie. <laughs> like, his par- Lynn's parents are, like, just in the, in the, in the breathe number. <laughs> It's just singing the characters. I love that. I love Jimmy Smith in this movie. I think he is incredible. He's been with this movie since day one. Like, has been with it since the project was announced. He was, like, a producer on it. He is, And he stayed with it, and I'm so glad he did because he is so good in that part. Um, I think, obviously, Usnavi is great. I do think Ramos is a little bit better than Lynn, but I think it's not, like, a giant change because i think both are great in the part of usnavi both are incredible but they're doing different things with the character of usnavi and i think ramos is phenomenal um i think that lynn is like so good as piragua guy (laughs) he's so fun in that tiny part and obviously christopher jackson being in as mr frosty is like or softy softy frosty softy uh he's so he's so good like his two like scenes are so <laughs> good. Where he's counting the money to the. It's so good. It's so good. Christopher Jackson is like an icon. Um, and my I think one of my favorite little things is in in the Heights, which is an incredible number. My favorite number in the show is ninety six thousand, and then the opening, and they are both directed so well. John M. Chu genuinely should have been nominated. Like a phenomenal job with this movie. A revelation like, as a musical director. Absolutely. The absolute visual power Yo, he displays. God damn it. <laughs> no. But he, you know what he should do? He should make a Now You See Me sequel. Anyway, uh, but he... um. Did you make some movies where people, like, step up in some way? I know, right? Uh, but in the In the Heights number, if, like, it's blink and you'll miss it. I'm telling you, every single person in this is, like, basically someone. Um, the original Paragua guy is the janitor. <laughs> is the janitor of the apartment complex. He's seen like three times, and it's the original Paragua guy. And you're like, hey, um, love it, Patrick love Page it. Shows up. Patrick Page shows up. Yeah, Patrick fucking Page. It's just there. The goat. The the goat. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a, a incredible movie, start to finish. Uh, blackout, living up to the absolute promise that it could be done on film. Uh, the incredible choreography. I love, um, uh, fuck, I just blanked on the name. It's the, um, it won't be long now. I think that number is done phenomenally in the movie. Great visuals. Anyway, we talked about this movie for long enough. It is, to be clear, this would yeah, be a John top M. 10 Chu, for me. Basically, what we're saying is John M. Chu direct another G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. In the Heights, <laughs> great. In the Heights, great. Should be higher on all your lists. I'm actually really sad it ends at 13. I think it's a top 10 musical all time and a top 10 musical movie all time without question. Uh, yeah, Spence. I also want to add, uh, there, there's a new trend going on in New York where there are like theater raves. Like basically a rave is only playing musical theater songs. And literally there was a blackout in New York 
and the first song that played was Black Eyed from In the Heights. Everyone was losing their fucking minds. It seems like an awesome time. Also, Lynn Lynn was on the Blank Check podcast and talked about how the day he rapped this, the day he rapped In the Heights, he went over and like watched Spielberg shoot Maria from West Side Story because they're filming two blocks away from each other. It was a better number. <laughs> it's incredible. Anyway, uh, all right, Bar, you're 13. We are. This shows like we're we were running really early, and now we're gonna like go a little bit longer. It's fine. We're padding out the time. Bar, Who directed go. it, and can yeah. they do a GI Joe film? Bar? <laughs> can they make GI Joe four? Go. Uh, so my number. Uh, 13 is my legit favorite musical of all time. Uh, I'm sorry, second favorite musical of all time. Uh, it is Sweeney Todd, the uh, the Hearns Ashbury. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just think that the story is so tight, but once again, it is the God Stephen Sondheim. Uh, and his music is, first of all, the lyrics are great. I love the the dark playfulness of these characters. Uh, they, it's, that's what brings you into these characters. And not necessarily root for them, but get so enwrapped in what they're doing that you kind of hate yourself for watching these two murderous people kill people and make meat pies out of them. Um, and I just think that the musical choices in this are so fucking smart. Like that steam whistle that pops up every once in a while just really builds and adds the tension. And I think George Hearn and Angela Lansbury are fucking killing it in this. It's a great gothic satirical masterpiece. So, uh, fun fact. This is my favorite stage musical ever. Uh, I just adore it. Every fucking piece of it. This could be higher if it was a different production. I love this. It's incredible. That being said, Patti Lapone is my favorite Mrs. Lovett. I'll stand by that. She is perfection. I mean, Angela Lansbury is incredible. She's so fucking good. This is, I just think this is this is, my, this is Sondheim's best show in terms of just lyrics and construction. I think the the the, the rhyming schemes and the actual parallels in the composition of the music is so brilliant, and how everything is like a running theme and it, and it returns back in different parts of different songs, and it's incredible. I just think this is one of the most brilliant shows ever fucking written. I I will just say I love film more than theater, which is the reason this isn't higher. But in terms of just theater, you can't top Sondheim and you can't top Sweeney Todd. This fucking rule. <laughs> to me, this is the definitive version of Sweeney Todd. Thank I you. think this is an incredible version. I think Angela Lansbury is perfect. Like, perfect as Mrs. Lovett. Like, incredible through this entire thing. And George Hearn is the Sweeney. He is Sweeney Todd. End of sentence. He yeah. is giving an amazing performance in this. In this, there's so much emotion in the performance of Sweeney Todd. He, like, is actually kind of funny and really scary and really sad 
And like you watch his mental state dissolve from moment one to the finale in such incredible fashion with Hearn. I think the set design is so cool. That's like one of the coolest sets I've ever seen. I think the music of this is like, this version does the music so much better justice. The music is so better showcased because you have people who can actually sing, uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, you have an incredible production. I think Lansbury and Hearn are love it in Sweeney, and they just kill it. Um, I think that uh, I think that through and through, um, like Edmund Lindek, even as the judge, is really good. I think that every little part they have is just plugged in by someone who just rules. Um, great, great call. It should you could make a case for being in your top ten, and I would understand. This is a round perfect placement for me. Like thirteen through eleven is where I would put it. So good job, Bar. You maybe nailed it at the exact placement. Spence, this is too low. This is already too low. Look, oh, have you have you seen any Lupone uh Sweeney Todd? I have seen Lupone play the part, not in a full production, but I've seen her perform certain songs. I take Lansbury over Lupone. Um Matthew and Holtzman, have you seen this production of Sweeney Todd? No, I have not. Holtzman is not here. Holtzman, have you seen this production? I'm here. Sorry, I, I'm eating dinner because I had to hop on as soon as I got home from work. I haven't seen this. Now let me eat. Don't look at me. Go ahead. <laughs> Matthew, please yikes me. Please yikes me, Matthew. Hey, Spats, go ahead. What's your 13? The hills are a lie. Yikes. Music. Yes. All right. Well, I just Holtzman... wanted to eat my waffles. Leave me alone. You should save your fuck your waffles no. and tell me what your thirteen is. <laughs> fuck my your 13, waffles. Hold on, I need to pull up my list. I don't remember my thirteen. Okay, I'm not talking either. It's Mary Poppins. Yikes. Yep. There <laughs> we go. Excellent. Go back to eating your waffles, Matthew. Let's talk about your number twelve. All right, my number twelve is Legally Blonde, the musical. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh my God. There's a pro shot. Oh, did you put the release year of the film? I don't. Okay, yeah. cool. I was rushing. Fuck off. Go ahead. Okay, uh, so, I mean, the story is already great, you know, you, you've seen the movie, you know the story, and I, but this is a musical adaptation, and I think what it does is has some really, really great songs, and I really enjoy all of them. I think it does a good job of making it distinguished from the movie, because, like, obviously, like, people are going to make comparisons, but I feel like it does a good job of standing out, so, like, it's different enough, and I think Laura Bell Bundy does a really good job of playing Elle Woods, like, as a different kind of Elle Woods than, like, you know, Reese Witherspoon's uh, made it so iconic, so I, I think she does a really good job, and I think what I like most about it is also just, I think Emmett is so much more of a character, and I, I really like his, and I think Christian Borle does a really amazing job as well and i i found it the energy is really good i didn't really care for this too much um to be clear i have never seen legally blonde this is my first experience with legally blonde and it was what? in the form of the musical the story is fine i don't know how much of it is, is different from musical to movie i don't know whatever what I know is the music is fine. I don't really have a single number that I love or even really like. Um, I thought some of the jokes were funny, but like not all of them hit. Maybe that just comes with this is the Broadway delivery of these jokes that were written for a film. 
Um, but yeah, I, I didn't love this. Um, I think it's fine. I can understand how someone would like this. This is severely high, severely high on a top 40 musicals list. I think that's nuts at number 12, especially one spot higher than in the Heights. I think that is ridiculous. Um, I'm going to say bar for last Spencer Holtzman, legally blonde, the musical go. Man, I love Reese Witherspoon. Cool, you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I like this show. I haven't seen this recording of it, but I've listened to the music and I've uh, seen live productions of it. I think it's fun. I think it's good, not great. As someone who loves the movie, it's a musical that I just want to love more, and I frankly don't. Um, you know, if I were to watch this, it wouldn't be the worst thing with Laura Bell Bundy in it that I've watched in the last 12 <laughs> months because she is in several Hallmark Christmas movies, one of which I have seen. Um, that being said, I think there are some very good musical numbers, specifically, uh, whipped into shape. Uh, I, I can't remember if that's the actual name of the number. Yeah. Um, and oh my God, you guys is a really, really fun number. Um, but other than that, like the, the reveal of Enrique being gay, which is maybe the best moment in the film sucks in this. <laughs> the song is terrible. Um, yeah, it's fine. If you had it in your low third, like mid to low thirties, I wouldn't question it. But twelve, what are we doing, man? Waffle time. Bar, you have an a, a an unhealthy obsession with the woman we call Reese Witherspoon and this film. Do you like the musical? Let me preface this by saying I haven't seen this in a long time, and that I haven't listened to the recording in a long time. But I hate this. I think that the I, I I think the songs are incredibly annoying. I think Laura Bell Bundy is playing this the way that everyone thinks that Reese Witherspoon plays it. I don't like her performance, honestly. I I think it loses a lot of the heart and the human relationship that Witherspoon had. Um, I, if I had to hear, oh my God, you guys, one more time when this musical came out, I was going to scream. Um, and I will say, however, I'm glad that this did well enough for the writers of the show to go on and then write Heathers. Yeah! Significantly yeah! better. Can't wait till that pro Heather's shot pro comes shot out. in a month. So excited for the first show. So fucking it would, I will, it would be in my top 10. I, I will say there is a, it's not an official sanctioned pro shot, so it wouldn't count, but there is a great bootleg of the original Heather's cast that I have watched an ungodly amount of times. That show fucking rules. That show anyway. has some of the best songs in musical theater in the last yeah. seven, <laughs> 17, in the last five years. Any story. <laughs> <laughs> Did they also are hold on, did they also make Mean Girls? Is that the same crew or did I they not involve don't are they not involved so. in Mean Girls? Okay. I don't believe because I got Mean Girls vibes off Legally Blonde, but like not but Mean Girls is actually good. So like I was like I wasn't sure, but but Mean Girls also feels like a reskinned version of Heathers, but like that's why it's 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 the bubblegum yeah. version of Heathers. Um anyway, Legally Blonde, 
sucks. Hopefully the movie is better. Matthew, fucking ridiculous place. Uh, for, uh, for the record, in terms of the Heather's Mean Girls thing, the two writers of the music for Legally Blonde, one wrote the music for Mean Girls, and the other wrote the music for Heather's. Oh! We know who carried. We know who carried, <laughs> we know who carried and it's Lawrence O'Keefe. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bar, you're number 12. We go from one of my favorite musicals of all time to my actual favorite musical of all time. Uh, this is the 2007 recording of Company. Uh, so Company is this great little uh, piece about the character of Bobby, who it's his birthday and the show is essentially about the relationship that he has with his friends and the three women that he sleeps with. Uh, it's a concept musical. It's one of the earliest concept musicals. And once again, the god himself working on the music and lyrics for this. Uh, Stephen Sondheim, my boy, uh, writing some of the greatest songs he's ever written, including, I would argue, his best song that he's ever written with Being Alive. Um, Raul Esparza in this as Bobby fucking slays it. It's one of my favorite performances in a musical I've ever seen. Um, I think that I'm trying to remember her name. It is Heather Laws as Amy. Her performance of Not Getting Married Today. Holy shit. That's a hard enough song to sing already arguably one of the hardest in musical theater history, she fucking nails it. Um, and uh, Patti Lapone, No, not Patti Lapone. I'm sorry. Um, no, that would be last year. Barbara yeah, Walsh. That's, that's, that's the last version. Um, I can't remember her name. But, Barbara uh, Walsh. Joanne. Thank you. Barbara Walsh. She plays Joanne and her performance of The Ladies Who Lunch. Great. Ooh, fucking love it. Um, and I, I, what I love the most about this musical is just the heart that it has uh, and the love for Bobby and his relate and like his relationship with his friends and lovers. Um, it's also got a good bits of humor with like songs like Barcelona. Um, yeah, this one has a very special place in my heart because there's just something about this musical that has always resonated with me. You three didn't have it, so I'll go ahead and talk. Um, Company is a musical I've seen live. Um, but the thing about Company that I think is really fun is that you can see it 30 different productions, 30 different directors, 30 different casts. It's different every time. Sam Mendes um, is a version as well. That I would kill to see. Uh, the thing that's special about Company, like you said, is like is that Company does not exist. The musical company does not exist in a hard form version, which is why a movie is impossible to make for company. Yep. Like a straight up movie is impossible to do uh, because of how ethereal the concept of company is. Uh, I think it is a good musical. I think it's a fun, interesting musical. I don't love all of it. Um, this is my favorite version I've ever seen. I think that this version is incredibly fun. The way that it plays with the minimalistic stage and having everyone have an instrument and how they use that instrument as part of their choreography and their music, I think is really well done. I also really like that the only person until being alive that doesn't have one is Bobby. And Bobby finally has an instrument when he plays the piano for being alive. I think that is an incredibly smart directorial choice. Um, 
I had never seen this in full or this version in full. I had only seen Raul Esparza's performance of Being Alive um, many times because I usually point to it as being the definitive version of Being Alive. Agreed. Um, and I think Raul Esparza... Uh, Adam Driver would like a word. <laughs> Raul Esparza has an incredibly fully formed performance as Bobby from beginning to end, and it's worth watching the entire thing for just him. He's phenomenal. I think everyone around him is good, enjoyable. I understand the deep praise. There's like only one or two where I would heap similar-ish praise at them. Um, and I don't remember names. I don't even remember character names from the show because they fucking Heather change them. Yeah, they just they change everything all the time. Heather Laws is, yeah, probably one of them, I think. Also, uh, everyone has a very basic, boring, normal name in this show. Yeah, so it's hard like, to yeah, remember Heather who's who. And Paul and Larry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, I understand Company being your favorite. I get it. I'm not going to lambast you at 12, actually, because I think this is a very good pro shot. I think it's a very well done pro shot. Um, with very interesting direction and very interesting music. Company is not my favorite Sondheim. It actually wouldn't rank in my top five Sondheims, but I understand it being your favorite and that deep connection for you. It at 12, you will not be killed for. In fact, you'll actually be slightly applauded for it. A little too high for my tastes, but I understand. The rest of you, Company, good, bad, ugly, Doman, what? <laughs> did you say Doman? Yes, I did. You didn't. All right. Uh, I have not seen this version, but I'm very familiar with the musical as a whole. Um, I think it's a really... I think for the most part, it's a really good show. I kind of agree with the sentiment that, like, there are really high highs, but there's kind of a lull in between them sometimes. Like, I think not getting married today is one of, like, the best female numbers or now male numbers in a show. Uh, It's just so fun. And, like, I've watched just videos of compilations of people singing that song and is seeing all of these like legends of the stage go ripping through the number uh and also just like my it features one of my favorite lines uh uh in any song for comedy purposes which is look i didn't want to tell you but i think i may be coming down with hepatitis and i think i'm gonna faint It's so good. And, and it's, it's a song that I think works so well because you can blink and miss everything. Uh, where it's like, oh, where are my good cufflinks? Oh, they're on the dresser right next to my suicide, suicide note. note. <laughs> like, there's so many great things. And then, yeah, Being Alive is a definitive male solo in the history of Broadway. There's a, like, there is a reason it is great enough to somehow end up in a Noah Baumbach movie with really no business being there, yeah. for being completely honest. But it's that good and that strong. Um, yeah, like I said, I've never seen this uh, specific version, but I've heard some of the music from it. I think Asparza's singing as Bobby is fantastic. Um, I really like the what I've seen of the new version, where they gender swap a lot of the characters. I think Katrina Lang as Bobby is also incredible. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good pick. Uh, had I seen the whole thing, I probably wouldn't have it this high, but it would maybe make my list. Uh, Matthew Spence Company, have you seen it? Uh, why not on the list? I haven't seen any version of Company. I, I don't really, like, I haven't heard anything, or I, I didn't really know like much about the story or any of the songs. Like, the songs I only knew from Marriage Story, basically. 
Uh, so I, I'll, I'll have to check it out. So I hinted at this earlier of uh, musicals and bars. Like, you should watch this. Here's a pro shot. I found this, or at least he sent it to me. And it's good. Illusion. Uh, I wanted to like it more. I don't think concept musicals are my thing. Especially, like, there's the, the plot here is relatively loose. The kind that doesn't really sit with me. That being said, I've re-listened to it a lot. And it might sink into, like, my 3940. Like, this, the songs here are great. The cast here is great. It's just, I, am, I don't have a solid opinion on the whole show, but as an album, as an album it's fantastic. Uh, Matthew, you haven't seen Company, then. Okay. Uh, Spence, we're up to your 12. Moana. That's textbook pandering. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the clip. Let me get the clip. That's textbook pandering. Go ahead. I think that only one clip has been used. <laughs> Hold on. Let, we're going to change like that real quick. Two we're about just, today. We're going to change that. Uh, Spence, what, did, what, did, what, was the, what was the thing you also, said? Also, yeah, about? I had this last week. Moana. What did he say? Misgender five dollars. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I only have the one clip. I can't. I can't make that guy Thanks. say something oh, different. Oh, send, send me the clip, and I'll make a new version where it's just me saying they, they. in the deepest possible tone of voice with no emotion. I hate that. All right, continue. This, this is like so. Uh, as like my first exposure to Lin, it was like honestly, this is a great entry point. I think the way that he constructs his music is like perfectly on on point here, as like a demonstration of his talent. I think every single song is great. I think Moana is like the definitive Disney princess. I think the way that she tackles her journey is like perfection, and the way that the music sort of comes that comes to a head. I think the way that it sort of repeats itself just works really well here. Especially as it comes back, it's like you hear echoes of different themes in the movie in the finale, talking to Teka and seeing how this journey is just is just done through like like peace and not violence it is done beautifully. Ali Cravalho is perfect. She is incredible as Moana. I think that she is just like the definitive like if we're talking, if we're talking animated performances all time, she's high for me. I love her here. Um, uh, my boy Dwayne, he's cool. He's good. You're welcome. It's an awesome song. I just think this is like one of like the best written movies ever. I think if you cut Tamatoa, it's like perfect. Legitimately, I think it is just the smoothest fucking storytelling. And again, the songs are incredible. Shout out to fucking Rachel House as the grandma. She doesn't need to be as good as she is, but she kills it. I just this is this no, is one of no, the best no, no. movies ever. No, no, she needs to be that good. She does need to be that good for this to work. Anyway, continue. Uh, Rachel House in animation is just weirdly talented. It is true. Holson. Uh Yeah, first of all, don't know why Spencer shitting on my boy Tomatoa out there. He's uh, the weakest part of the movie. You can agree hey, with that, right? Hey, we both follow a YouTuber whose entire brand is loving <laughs> Tomatoa. But you know what? Checkmate, liberal. Uh, <laughs> okay. Up yours, woke moralist. <laughs> okay, please continue on more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is my 24. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal film. Uh, I think the animation is beautiful. I think I fully agree. Moana is one of, if not the best Disney princess, even though she technically doesn't count. I don't care. 
Um, just a phenomenal character, uh, incredibly well created. But yeah, the music is where this movie gets a lot of its credit. Um, I think obviously of How Far I'll Go, which is one of the best I want songs that Disney has created. Just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think you have my favorite number of this show of this movie, honestly, is uh, I Am Moana, the song of the ancestors, where it is her like on the boat alone talking with like the spirit of her grandma and realizing like gaining that power in her again, I think is a super powerful and emotional moment. Um, I think where you are is a great like way to set up the world, way to set up the civilization that we live in. Uh, obviously, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, is not Dwayne the Musical Guy Johnson. If he was better at this, that would be his nickname. I assume. It's I don't know. Drive. The rest we stay hungry. We do. Um, <laughs> true. It is about driving. Uh, he, you know what? I'm wrong. He's a great musician. Um, but no, just. A beautiful, beautiful film. Looks fantastic. A wonderful story. And also, like, I've been very outspoken. I think Disney twist villains are almost always absolute shit. This has, like, the inverse of a Disney twist villain, and it's absolutely incredible. It's not like fucking Zerg and Lightyear where I wanted to off myself. I wanted to off myself? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, first, Same. first of all, get ready for the worst twist. Get ready yet. for the worst twist in Pixar. Anyway, um, first we must consider the coconut, and then we must consider the tree. Uh, however, um, Moana <laughs> is a great movie. It is in my top ten Disney animated films. I think it is the second best movie of the second renaissance, whatever we're calling it, the 3D renaissance. I think it's their revival, second best. I think the revival. Revolution it, it's the apply. it's the second best of their 3D revolution era. Of the I woke think, era, I believe. Of the woke, the, the woke <laughs> era. Um, I think Moana's got great music. Great music. How Far I'll Go should have won the Oscar that year. I think it is an incredible song. Um, but... Uh, Wait, what are you? What are you asking me about? No, okay. I just came to watch the show, and I come in and see Moana at twelve. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, I thought you were. I, I thought you were questioning my placement. No, though. you're fine. I was just okay. like, who, who? Who has this at twelve? The suspense is twelve. Cody, make way, make way. Consider the coconuts. <laughs> consider consider the, coconut the trees. And consider the trees. <laughs> well, I just anyway. saw somebody had cabaret on their list earlier, and that was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Matthew. That's Matthew. Ready? Anyway, Moana's a great movie. I love it. Um, Lynn in Disney has had two great soundtracks. Two banger soundtracks back to back. Um, I know there's going to be like a debate on Encanto versus Moana like real soon. And like, I think you could pick either and I would never be upset with you. Uh, you could do either. I think they're both great. I personally lean Moana, but I think both are great. Um, I think The Rock's ha uh, performance of You're Welcome is good. He can't really sing, but they gave him a song where he doesn't really need to sing. He just has to rap and talk sing. Um, Tomato is not great. I don't love that. That's probably the only thing in the movie that I don't love. Um, I love the ending. I love I Am Moana. I think when Ali, he sings the words, I Am Moana, it is an incredible final point on the music. Uh, yeah, I think all the music in this is brilliant. I think that this being your 12, 
means there should be more Disney movies higher no. <laughs> that you probably do not have. I think 12 is ridiculously high for Moana. Um, as much as I love it, 12 all-time for musicals, stupid high. Holton, where did you have it? I had it 24. More appropriate. Uh, I would say that's the appropriate range where you could slot it. I had it higher than Funny Girl, and that's what matters. That is what matters, because Funny Girl is... I have it above Funny Girl, too, um, to be clear. Fair. Uh, yeah, Moana is great, but that's way too high, especially when it's only the second best movie of its era, and I'm pretty confident you don't have Tangled in here. Uh, other two. Uh, Moana, thoughts? Um, Moana, I, Tangled's the uh, best movie of the CG Revolution. It's not close. Continue. I agree, yeah. But... Uh, like I said earlier, I feel like if I had Mo like Moana is incredible. I really love the soundtrack. If I had Moana on my list, I feel like my top forty musicals would just be twenty Disney movies, and I didn't want to do that. So that is a fair. That's a fair point. Uh, Bar. I like this movie. I don't love this movie. Oh, he's got to get close to the screen for this. Um, Can we get a Tom Hooper laying this close up, please. Yeah, hold on, let me get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> God damn, that was awful. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's fine. Um, I I like this movie. I don't love this movie. Um, I think uh, Cravalo is incredible. I think How Far I'll Go is a top-tier Disney song. I, I, I'll give it that. Um, I kind of saw the twist coming. It's Which not a very well disguised kind of, twist. A grown man understood a children's movie. <laughs> God damn it, Holson. Um, anyway. I will say that I actually like Shiny. I think I think Shiny's a good song. Um, not the best song, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> why, wait, why did you do that? Why the fuck did I get put backstage? Yeah, why did you do that? Oh, wait, that was my bad. He's in shiny, and I went to click so fast that I was so angry by that. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Is that? I, I was so confused. Holtzman did nothing wrong. Bar, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You don't know the anything. About I was like, you. Did I react to Bar like in shiny wrong? <laughs> I clicked so fast. My mouse is on your game. I'm sorry. You're an idiot. <laughs> Would you like to do it now? I can't. I can't. <laughs> no? That was incredible. That, was, that was incredible. That was like... <laughs> okay, anyway. Cody's the best panel. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Wow. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I don't think it's great. Sure. All right. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, also, what's your 12? Uh, my 12, I have no earthly idea whether or not I'm talking about this. My 12 is an American in Paris. Yikes. Hell yeah, Bar. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Matthew, take us home with 11s. Okay, my 11 is Tick, Tick, Boom. Yikes. We've been over this. Great. Matthew is done this week. Uh... Bar. <laughs> my number 11 is 1992's Aladdin. Yikes. All right, Bar is done. Uh, Adelaide Spence, are you going to talk? What barely missed your top 10? The Muppets. Where's Bubba when I need him? And okay. I had this at number 30. This was my okay. 29. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. Matthew, did you have the Muppets? I did not. All right. You three get to talk about Muppets. This movie is just so fucking fun and nice. Uh, I don't... There's just something special to me about the Muppets. It's something I came to sort of later in life. I was very much like a Sesame, a Sesame Street kid growing up. And even then, it was like here and there. 
And then something happened in 2020. Uh, if you don't know, we all got depressed uh, just in March. Uh, <laughs> okay, move on. And I was like, have I, have I picked this up? And then I never pulled them up as movies in like a week. And I, I've seen this before, but it just sort of hit me. And I think there's just something special about... Uh, I'll also say, I'm going to add this into something later. I was also like really fucking depressed a couple a couple days ago. And I just sat down and I watched movies that I knew were just like raw, unfiltered happiness. And I realized that we need movies like that. And this is one of them. Where it's like, yes, they have to fight for uh, to get the theater back. And they, and they have to go through the trouble of like bringing everyone back together. Because everything like went to shit when they broke up. And there's just so much happiness and bringing everyone together and working together and, and Walter like find like meeting his idols and it not going to shit. And he's like, I could be one of you. And I am one of you. And Jason Lee and Amy Adams are a lot of fun. They don't have, they don't have to be like these powerhouses and they fucking kill it. That first number, they are both incredible. Jason Lee isn't, isn't an incredible dancer, but he still really nails the, the actual like dancing in that number and they shoot around it. It makes it good, but it's fun. It's just, this is just so much, happiness here and they take jack black hostage and then you're like whoa that's like fucked up that's dewey finn and they're like no this is fine animal does it and then he's like it's just it's hard to find a movie which can so consistently put a smile on someone's face and this is the paramount version of just how do i pick up someone's mood and i have to like give love to it for that who had an extra Bar, you had it at 30, right? 30, yes. Yeah, I had it at 29. I had a one spot higher. Remember that. Uh, or forget that if this is that. <laughs> Just go. Just talk. Um, yeah, I think this is a really fun movie. Uh, I think a lot of the humor in this works so, so well. Uh, even as a Canadian, one of my favorite jokes is them being like, we need a celebrity to host. Is Jimmy Carter still around? <laughs> where it's like all of their people in the Rolodex are just completely outdated or dead Um, (laughs) yeah I think the musical numbers are really fun there's not a lot of them which is part of why it ended up lower on my list is there's only like technically six musical numbers and I think one of them is bad um, because Chris Cooper rapping about how he's a rich oil tycoon <laughs> is so funny, though. Is it's funny, so funny, but musically horrendous. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of fun. Uh, I was gonna say a thing. Uh, yeah, Man or Muppet, great song. Life's a happy song, great song. Uh, Me Party, I think, is criminally forgotten. Uh, in this movie, um. Yeah, a lot of heart. That's all I got. Yeah, so I had this at 30. Um, I think the heart of this movie is its strength. Um, There's just like a genuine love and appreciation for the Muppets. uh, That it's just, you you can't help but to be uh, taken on a journey with it. I think the one song that we're all forgetting to mention is Pictures in My Mind, which is a wildly sad song. Um, but it's so good. I Life's a Happy Song is one of the greatest openers for a musical ever. Uh, and it's got one of my favorite lines ever, which is, uh, Life's a fill of the fish! Hey! Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually really think that... I, I think the song's called Tex Rap Man or something like that. I think that's kind of funny. Um, musically, is it great? No, but I, I chuckled. But Jason Siegel and Amy Adams are fantastic. Uh, it, it's just like a feel a good feel good 
sing-along movie. So I hate the Muppets. I don't like them. Like, they make movies and they all turn out in the mid-range. They're all okay. I hate them. I think How they're do you so hate something stupid. when you feel mid. That because they adapt things that are good normally, and then they're just fine in them because they're not being the Muppets. Like Your favorite Christmas one Car- is Muppet Treasure Island. Right, because the Muppets aren't the Muppets. Your they're playing the characters in Treasure Island. Uh, Treasure Island, the best one. Anyway, uh, also because Tim Curry. Tim Curry is elevating the shit I mean, out of that project. Anyway. Charles Charles, Charles Grodin is better than Tim Curry. uh, Hi. Shut up. You're not talking. Hey, Payson, are you on the multiplex account? All right, bar, everyone, zip it. What I'm saying, what we're talking about with 2011, is 2011 is a movie that I would say is on the higher end of the Muppet movies. I would go so far as to say I kind of like it. Kind of like it a little bit. Not really. Like, my big things with it is that I think the music in this one is the best music of all of them. Like, these are the best songs. Life is a Happy Song is a great song. Like, that's just a great number. Um, also happens to only feature Count One Muppet, which makes it the best number um, in oh a movie called God. The Muppets. Tex, whatever, the rap one, terrible. As bad as Shiny. It's the Shiny, it's the Shiny of the Muppets. Anyway, uh, it is arguably worse than Shiny, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, wow. Anyway, uh, Man or Muppet is good. Good number. Uh, I just, here's the thing. I would like this movie more if I liked the Muppets. That's just the thing. It's such a, like, send up, transcend, like, we love Muppet movie. And it's like, it's, I don't like them, so I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care. Um, it's, it's technically a good movie, I guess. It's fine. I enjoyed it sometimes. Um, I would also like it noted that canonically, uh, when the chickens are singing during the telethon, despite them being chickens and not saying any actual words, they are canonically singing the radio clean version of the CeeLo Green, Green song. F you. Yes. That's anyway. so funny. It's better than It's not. It's really. not. It's not. Grow up. Oh my God. Felted friend to make Zach happy. Felted friend is saying song funny. Good job. You have the humor of a two-year-old, and you never grew up past it. Eleven, you like Ichabod, all, Mr. Eleven, all time, uh, which is a better movie. Eleven, no. all yes, it is because it has actually got good actors in it. Uh, Eleven, all time, Eleven, all time is nuts. This is a this is a nuts placement for top forty musical all time. That's crazy. Uh, bar having it at thirty. Bar having it at thirty, or. 29 30 range for bar and holtzman yeah those two spots closer to acceptable closer to acceptable 11 you your oh. coke adult your coke adult mind is fucking nuts I cars, right cars makes the muppets cars makes the muppets look like the that room so mature and childish oh he cars Oscar. Cars ha- is the Citizen Kane compared to fucking Muppets. Anyway, so you, uh, you make Kirk anyway. look like he enjoys happiness. You're right. And you know what, Kirk, right now, I sympathize with this pain, and we're going to be great friends for the entire top 100 seeds uh, roasting everyone else. Uh, 11, garbage spot. Matthew, you are the only person correct to not have this on your top 40 because you're a sane person. F- why isn't it here? Uh, I feel like I am the same where I am not a big Muppets person. 
So, like, it's charming, it's cute, but it's not good enough to make it on my list. Someday we'll find it. All right. Cameron Holtzman, take us home. What is your 11? I'm glad we're not ending on something childish like the Muppets. The adults <laughs> are talking here, and the adults are talking about High School Musical 3. <laughs> is this where it ends? Yes. I would hope so. Okay. Let's talk about High School Musical. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to point out the look of sadness Cody has back. Not even sadness, just disappointment. Uh... Oh, boy. All right, let's talk High School Musical. Yeah, Let's do it. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I will say, absolutely, objectively, should not be this high, but this is a movie that's super special and important to me. This whole series is because, like, as a kid, these were the things that like made me fall in love with musicals, which like I am now pursuing theater in university because of these movies, basically. And so there's a really big sentimental thing to me when it comes to these. Uh, so now that I've put up my shield where you can't get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I can still get mad. Um, no, I think this is legitimately a really great movie. I think that the story is an extremely satisfying conclusion to the trilogy. It wraps everything up super, super nicely. Uh, the music is legitimately amazing in this movie. Um, a Night to Remember is a fantastic number, and the sequence and the staging of it in the film is fantastic. Um, Can I Have This Dance is a wonderful romantic duet, uh, as is right here, right now. Um, the entire sequence where they're actually performing the musical is comedic gold. Um, the scene where they're doing uh, Just Want to Be With You during the musical, and Troy is nowhere to be found. And so Jimmy Rocketman Zara comes out in big fur coat with the shittiest cologne ever and big sunglasses and a fluffy hat and just is going wild is so fun. Um, I think, yeah, just want to be with you is a great number. Um, the staging and the des design of the costumes and the sets for I Want It All is fantastic. Um, yeah, this movie, like... It's really, really special to me, but I think it legitimately is a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's my 11. Yeah. All right, who else has it? I had it. Matthew, did you have it higher? I had it 34. All right, go. Uh, yeah, no, I think... Uh, oh, okay, okay, go, go. I don't care. Someone talk about high school school. It's, it's a lot of fun. I don't know what you, what you want. It's just, I think there's something special about like how this is like a culmination of everything we've gone through like in our lives. Like we all grew up with high school music. We all like, most of us. Uh, I just think this is, this is an insane amount of just like reward, like rewarding. Um, sorry, I'm having an issue right now. This is, I think, I think there's something special about the culmination of our childhoods where these are characters who we sort of grew up with. And yes, it was only like a couple of years of high school, but this was a long time of us like growing up and saying like, oh, this is what high school could be and seeing them work through the troubles and then the perfection that is high school musical too at the, at the, at the golf course, whatever. And then there's this, if everyone had to deal with their lives, like not like, like, like them becoming adults. And as I got older, it just hit and it was so good and so special. Top of that, 
every song in here is great. Genuinely, every single song. I think one and two have a couple of lower moments. This one, literally none. Every single song here is in fucking credible. And also, Zac Efron sings. Therefore, it's better than the first one. Um, um Matthew. I'll, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. I mean, it's a big budget high school musical movie. So like, it's it's really good. It's it's super fun. I I think uh. You talked about how great the songs are. I think, yeah, they're really good. I think the Inception scene is just amazing. Oh, you know? fucking, I forgot about Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Did you just describe Scream as the Inception scene? Yeah. Technically, it, Inception it in is the ceiling. three scene. Yeah, he okay. In, in the basic idea that the room is spinning, sure, yeah. whatever. Okay, continue. Exactly. Yeah, continue. So, continue. And, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just Incredible. these characters that we uh, loved growing up and, you know, finally seeing this senior year, I think it's just a blast. So, like, like, like three other people on this panel, I also grew up watching the High School Musicals on TV when they were live, and I loved them. Uh, so this is the best High School Musical, and I really like it. I think this has consistently the best music of all three. Like, this has the best songs and the best direction of the numbers because they have money. Um, so, like, Can I Have This Dance is one of my favorite numbers in this. I think it is so well done. Um, I think the actual summertime spring musical is done really well. That number is really fun and bringing everything back together. Um, the ending is super emotional for for us who grew up with it, uh, with, with actually having high school musical being the song that ends it uh, is pretty strong. Um, I think that this cast is all kids, so they're all playing these parts the way that they have for like their entire childhoods, basically. They're all pretty good. I think Tisdale's the best one. I think Sharpay's at her best in this one. I think she has the best arc. Um, and Sharpay's oh, always been my favorite. British. Sharpay is wow. Great. <laughs> it's great. But like Sharpay has always been my favorite, and I think she actually like getting a great within the movie arc and conclusion to the trilogy arc, I think she's the standout. Um, I think everyone's really fun in it. I think it's really fun. I think 11 is too high. I understand why you have it at 11 too high. Matthew and Spence have closer to correct placement. This should be acceptable on a top 40 list. I think it's a good choice, but I cannot condone number 11. Yes, um, but I set up a shield made of emotion, so you can't judge me well facts don't care about your feelings also. uh bar <laughs> this ahead. is an entire show about feelings what are you talking it's all about, about facts fuck you bar so these came out when i was in high school also oh, not for you good to know old man <laughs> go ahead and i have bard never... like bard graduated college by the time these came out guys come on uh you would assume, considering how old I am. <laughs> finish, finish the thing. Um, I have never understood the appeal of these. Okay, I can't say I've never understood the appeal, but I've never understood the mass, like, fandom around this series. Um, I've never seen the third one. Um, oh, you're missing out on Kenny Ortega's best work as a director, and it's not close. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard either. It's true. Uh, it's his best narrative feature direction. I will say. Having seen the first two, I don't care. Three is really good. Anyway, sure. Uh, fair enough. Uh, one is bad. 
is is probably objectively bad. The first high school musical is pretty bad. The second one is also not good. The third one's actually good. Anyway, uh, two is the worst high school musical. Let's be clear. Uh, no. Anyway, no. Yes, it is. Two no. is the worst no. one. Two is by far the worst one. Um. Anyway, so we have reached the end of this week. Uh, we're gonna do the grades. And in last, once again, this week is Matthew Chen. Holy shit! Um, Matthew, what are you talking about? This is not surprising. I'm sorry, it was it was movies and then didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: Chicago Cabaret, last five years, Legally Blonde wasn't good. Um, Tick Tick Boom is great, and In the Heights is great, and West Side Story is great. I haven't watched Your Star Is Born yet, obviously, and all that jazz borderline on the musical department. It's it's just you had the worst stuff I watched this week. Third place. It's close. It's actually really close. But it's going to go to Andrew Barr. Hey, remember Andrew Barr is third place. Uh, you had 1776. You had The Music Man. You had My Fair Lady. You had Sunday in the Park of George, which I thought was fine. Uh, you were the only one to have the 25th anniversary Les Miserables, which was a huge, huge plus. Uh, Sweeney Todd, the highest of the good Sweeney Todd. Uh, you had company a little high for my taste, but I get it. Rocket Man, La La Land, uh, yeah. But ultimately, it was the it was the old bad shit that brought you down. Second place this week, and they were winning it for a while, and Fuck then you. they talked Fuck about you. the Muppets, and Adelaide Spence <laughs> comes second. Oh, they also threw you under the. Adelaide Spence you under the bus about second place. They almost won off the back of not talking. And having a really strong you list. You can't silence me. And then, and then the Muppets at 11 is a garbage fire take. And then you double down on it and shat on other good movies to justify the Muppets. So you are in second. Uh, and your winner this week, Cameron Holtzman. Uh, My Fair Lady is the only one that I can really dig ding you on. I can't judge you on Mamma Mia or An American in Paris yet. Uh, Newsies was good. In the Heights, great. Singing in the Rain, great. Beauty and the Beast, great. Hamilton, great. Mary Poppins, great. High School Musical 3. Uh, a little too high, but I still enjoy that one. So on the whole, I give you first in what has been the closest week. Uh, you three were all within like a point of each other the entire night. It was honestly, Spence was winning it going into the night and then they talked. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we'll be back next week with our final 10 through 1s. It's going to be a longer show because we also have to do the list at the end and I have we have to talk about top 10, so it's going to be a longer show. Uh, so buckle in. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Cody, you wanted to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, just wanted to, one, make sure everybody knows this is still my show. Um, I've let this uh, pirate uh, uh, take the shit for a little too long. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's been a good series. I think it's been yeah. a good series. I think you guys have had good I don't think you guys have had good takes um, for people not. that like want to do this or have done this or have been in productions. I don't think you know what musicals really are, but that's fine. Um, on that note. Um, so when Coho, is it two or three weeks Coho that I have in charge until the top 100? Uh, you have this one, two, game. three weeks, three weeks. Okay, so three weeks um, coming back. The very first episode we're going to do is a 2010s draft. Yes, it will be the most contentious one. More people will want to be on. I understand that. It will be a draft. The next one is a multiplex draft. We are going to break five categories in this community, and you're going to draft. What I have right now is like singles player, team, 
personality, moment, probably match. So those are the five, and you'll draft on those basically. So again, submit a list if you've actually watched our content, and don't do a giant just jerk off fest to yourself, um, Coho. Uh, and then, I'm not on, do it. Uh, uh, then I think we're gonna close out the final one. Uh, some it'll probably be Oscars based of some sort. I don't know exactly what, but it will also probably be a draft to close out this year. Um, yeah. But great series. And then we'll do in top 100 scenes. I think the final spot of the top 100 scenes is between Michael Campbell and Andrew Barr, technically, because Barr says he'll submit a list, but he can't be there the full time. But we don't want Kirk to die with it. We don't want Are Kirk. You, you need to tilt your mic down to your mouth no, so we can possibly. hear you arguing. Poss- you're possibly beyond. No, 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 possibly might have to miss some weeks. But. Yeah, so the reason why I want Michael Campbell, no offense to Barr, because Barr's been on two of the big shows this year, not the third, but how much Spider-Man can Kirk take, we'll find out. Um, so the list has to be submitted first. But the top 100 will be the last top 100 we do, and then we'll be closed for the year. So great job, Coho. Great job, panelists. You guys are having a great time. I can't wait for – is this where My Fair Lady stopped, by the way? Yeah, My Fair Lady's not going into next week. Fucking justice. Dude, okay. it, it shouldn't even made sucks. it to top 20. It fucking great. sucks, Cody. It's so bad. Okay, anyway. I don't – I expect it from Barr because he likes that overrated actress, but I'm telling you right now, for Cameron to have it, I thought better of him. But I, I did guess too. I shouldn't have. I'm not going to lie. Cody, anyway, you did an entire top hundred series with me. You know you should have no expectations for me. Band slam still hurts. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Bye. We'll be back next week to wrap everything up in a nice little bow. Uh, thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. We got a play. Then take him out of town and finish the job. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Man, I'm getting out of here.